Hello, film strippers. Welcome to another edition of Film Strippers, the podcast where we talk anything and everything movie related. My name is Chris, and as always, I'm joined here by my wonderful guest, Austin Burke. Austin, how are you today? Oh, Chris, it's nice to be back in this chair and talking to you, my friend. We've got some cool news to talk about today and a lot of big-time talk- topics. Terminator, Star Wars. Oh, is this yes. like the blockbuster episode? Really nice, yeah. <laughs> I guess so. After, <laughs> I guess, the blockbuster season has ended, I'm glad we have some of this stuff to talk about. I'm sure yeah. everybody in the fan community is just have nothing but positive things to say about Terminator and Star Wars. Yeah. Living in a happy time right now. But, Not divisive uh, at all, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, but before getting to some of the news, how you doing, Austin? What's, what movie did you recently see right now? Man, I uh, just watched Jojo Rabbit, one that I was very uh. excited for. It, it, it uh, I was wondering when it was going to get a wide release. Still hasn't yet, but I got to go into a, a screening of sorts at a college. Okay. And let me tell you, this movie's great. This is oh, one of fantastic. my favorite movies of the it. year. I, I had heard your thoughts, and I'm like, is, is Chris really going to live up to his reputation? But I, am I going <laughs> to believe what he said about this film? But I did. Uh, almost all of your points, man. Mm-hmm. A, a great movie. Uh, one for, I, I think, a lot of people. And I do think it's one of the best comedies of the year. So my recommendation, absolutely. Awesome. Have we ever disagreed much on a movie, you think, have from a review to review? I can't think of a movie we really have. My no, opinion man. should be very valid. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, man, we're, you know, I even if I don't love something as much as you or if you don't love something as much as me, we're usually positive, positive, negative, positive. negative. So I like that. It's a yeah. nice little flow. Wow, you know? cool. I mean, that's why you're here and I haven't fired you yet. I'm just kidding. <laughs> this, is a, this is a co-ownership, guys. Okay, you can fire me. But uh, other than that, on my end, um, I like that when I woke up to Twitter this morning, I saw Stephen King. Uh, had an article with Entertainment Weekly, I believe it was, where he was like recommending movies to watch this Halloween. And one of them was the Child's Play remake, saying Ooh. he effing loved it. So, wow. I don't know. You know me as a guy who was like, you know, really like, give this movie a chance. It's a remake. It's this and that. And yeah. hey, man, if the king liked it, that's got to tell you something. And I think you even enjoyed it to a, to a certain degree. I did. I, that <laughs> It doesn't shock me that Stephen King liked it, but the fact that he's recommending it that hard, that should say something That's about the fact that you have a movie doing something very different oh, from yeah. what the original did, but it's appealing to a lot of people. That's great to see. I like that a yeah, lot. I'm, yeah, I'm still holding out hope they, ma- they make a sequel, me too. Uh, but me you too. know, it, uh, who knows? Uh, Orion's got some great projects in the line either way, but getting straight into the news now, guys, uh, one of the first things we're talking about, so one of the biggest things that happened in the most recent day is Star Wars, okay? They released a whole new trailer. They also put the tickets on for sale. And again, it's broken numbers. Uh, from Adam Tickets, they were saying that they've sold 45% more than Endgame in the first hour. Now, that is just in the first hour. Uh, long yeah. term, do you see this making Endgame numbers? That did It, it didn't hit $3 billion, but it came very close, didn't it? Or did it hit the $3 billion mark? It Endgame. came close. I, I believe it was uh, 2.7, but a little over Avatars, obviously, because it's number one, 2.7. Yeah. I I don't see this getting close to that long term. I, I don't. But I do okay. think it's opening weekend may shock some because some people are even saying this may not crack 200 million opening weekend, whereas the other two Star Wars movies uh, uh, did a pretty good job of overcoming that. I think this one will be along the lines because as many people that say, well, I'm not going to see this in theaters. I'm too upset. But 
I think curiosity is going to end up killing the cats here. I think it's going to yeah. take a lot of people to the theaters who hated the last movie, and, and I say two hundred million opening weekend for sure. What say you? Uh, two hundred million opening weekend. I I am horrible at these box office numbers, so let me pull up what Force uh, Awakens did yeah. and okay. Last Jedi. That'll give me an idea of uh, where to go from here. Now, did uh, Last Jedi open more than Force Awakens, Austin? Do you know off the top of your head? I believe it did. I believe it opened a little more. I, I long term, I don't think it ended up uh, overcoming okay. Force Awakens numbers. Well, it absolutely did, have... but. Opening weekend, I think it opened up a bit more. Okay, so yeah, so Force Awakens opened up at two hundred forty-seven million, and then Last Jedi opened up at two hundred twenty million. Oh, okay. If less, that is wow. the kind of range we're going for. I have to believe it's going to get more than Last Jedi. You know, some of them so, people too. out there would think because Jedi put a sour taste in some people's mouth, and then <laughs> with Solo, I don't know, man. This is still one of those events with Endgame. It's the end of the saga it's the yeah. close of the chapter it's the what was the last harry potter movie called i forget what it was deathly hallows it's, part you know, two yeah. yeah deadly hallows part two like it, just because it's the end people want to be there because it's the event so i'm gonna believe that it is gonna get really close to that force awakens number whether it'll beat it i don't know i, I think it's got a good shot especially now with theaters doing learning from Endgame that they can squeeze in multiple screenings here <laughs> yeah. and there and close out others. So I, I see it there, man. I see the hype is there. I see people are excited. The trailers look good to me. I'm curious to where the story is going to go. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure we're going to talk about the trailer a little more in a sec, but that that's a good sign. And Star Wars is not dead. Uh, I mean, this is proof right here with these ticket sales. Yeah, and I think it's uh, just as much of a testament to Adam Ticket's growth as it is, you know, this movie making a lot of money. Adam Ticket's has become a, a really reliable service to a lot of people. And, yes. and over this year, they, they've a lot more people purchasing tickets off of that platform. So it yes. definitely has something to do with that. But to say that this will make more than The Last Jedi, obviously, since it was, you know, what you said, 220, I do think it'll go over 220, and I think it'll be closer to The yeah. Force Awakens. So I, I agree with you, man. Very excited for that. Okay, but uh, we'll talk some more Star Wars in a sec with the trailer when we get to our other segment. But yes. for now, let's keep going on with the news. Some interesting bits <laughs> that had me kind of flinch and go, what, what are they doing here? <laughs> um, Cardi B was announced to be part of the cast of Fast mm. and Furious 9. Say what you will about Cardi B, whether you're a fan of her music or not. I'll admit it. I bop my head every now and then when a song comes on. Uh, but, I mean, acting-wise... I'm not sure if I really want her infiltrating my movie. She was perfectly fine yeah. in Hustlers for the small role she had. Yeah, she so, was. Austin, do you think her role would be that compared to Hustlers where it's small? Or do you think it's going to be sort of a large role where she's part of this family? Okay. If... <laughs> if <laughs> I like that. as a nice touch. If, uh, if she has a large role, I don't think I'm going to like this news. If she has yeah. the exact same role that she had in Hustlers, with the same characteristics and that same length, then I think I'm okay with this. You know, Fast and Furious, it's a franchise that's constantly throwing in new people. Small, big roles, doesn't matter. I'm okay with this because, one, they're doing it so they can bring in a, a new audience to this franchise that's already cracking a billion dollars with every movie. Um, oh, yeah. But they're also doing it because I think Cardi B wants to transition into acting. We saw that from oh, Hustlers. Yeah. She's mentioned it a few times in her interviews. And and this is a franchise that does not rely on acting uh, talent. 
This is a franchise that <laughs> oh, relies yeah. on on make, maybe making a star of someone. So I think that what that's what she's going for. I don't mind it. I'm not thrilled, but it's like cool. That's the kind of news that I look forward to, I guess. So we'll see. And to to some people who are like thrown off of like this feels really random. It's actually not the first time Fast and Furious has done this. I, I don't know if you're aware of them. They're pretty popular in the Hispanic community, but uh, they've already had uh, real life artists, singers who are part of the family. I don't know if you remember them from Fast Five. Yes. They're kind of like the the brothers. Uh, that's a singer, Don Omar. And, yes. uh, and I mean, I guess to an extent, Bow Wow, he was, uh, I believe, yeah. in Tokyo Drift. Good point. So, I mean, it, it's not it's not totally surprising that something like this would happen. And the Fast and Furious franchise, uh, I mean, there's talks that they even tried getting Keanu Reeves on board. And <laughs> to me, I'm like, Fast and Furious is basically the successful expandables, in my opinion. When yeah. you have people like The Rock, Jason Statham, Vin Diesel, all these great little action stars. But I agree with you. I think it's going to be a small role. At least that's what I am hoping for. Because if it is so. a large, really in-your-face role, they better make her a very likable character. Because yeah. Cardi B's personality is an acquired taste. If that makes <laughs> yeah. sense, you know? But, I mean, all respect to her. And um, this is one way to keep the Fast and Furious franchise alive. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, it's it's an interesting ad. But you, I love what you said about bringing in like uh, Bow Wow and all of those characters it's yeah this is something that they've done for quite some time so i'm not surprised by this at all yeah all right moving on to the next topic here that i guess i'll be talking more on uh terminator dark fate i was one of lucky individuals i was um bought some tickets uh to a screening at alamo draft house to see uh terminator 2 uh judgment Mm. day and the reason i did that is because you know like my girlfriend she'd never seen the terminator franchise and i was like oh babe you you have to check these out they're great well at least the first two are and so we saw the first one at home she really enjoyed it and i was like you ain't seen nothing yet wait till terminator (laughs) 2 and i was like i've never i've never seen it in theaters either so i'm like this is gonna be great and so I buy the tickets, and then they also say they're going to show 20 minutes of Dark Fate. And I was like, all right, cool. That This sounds like a good time. Heck yeah. I get to the theater, and they play a clip of Arnold Schwarzenegger and Linda Hamilton on screen. And they are just talking and going, you're going to see 20 minutes. And Arnold just goes, why only 20 minutes? And as soon as he said that, the crowd just roared, clapped, oh. were so pumped. It was it was like, like that tense feeling. And then immediately after I was cheering and happy, I was like, Oh crap, you never saw Terminator 2. <laughs> I was like, no. But I mean, hey, she loved it, uh, skipping Good. from one all the way to fate. And okay. I mean, yeah, I think she still would have liked it even if she's seen Terminator 2. Um, but getting into it, some of my quick thoughts. I have a full review on my channel, and hopefully, when next pod you have, se- you'll see the movie by then. Yes. And we can do some spoiler talk on it. But. Um, it's a really great addition to the franchise. You know, there's there's a lot of a lot of common themes you hear in these reviews coming out that it's the Force Awakens of the franchise. In a yes. lot of ways, that's true, and uh, because it's like, what other movie like the Force Awakens takes the exact same formula while mm. adding in new characters? There's no other movie, in my opinion, that I can think. Of. Do you can think of one, Austin? Uh, no, I mean, this is the first one since The Force Awakens to do that. So, yeah. I, yeah. I, I so the when the people compare with everyone is comparing it to The Force Awakens, it's because it's the only one of its kind, you know, yeah. like uh, and then also saying it's the best since Terminator 2, which, yeah, I agree. It's miles better than three salvation and Genesis. Yeah. Uh, you know, 
the there are some small things there are probably things here that'll piss off fans right off the bat <laughs> but i'm telling you if you give the movie a chance and you don't go in with your mind already set to hate it <laughs> it really will surprise you with how great the characters are linda hamilton man she adds this emotional element to the movie that Good. i think was desperately needed there's Good. one line in this movie i'm not gonna say it but once you see it we'll talk about it that just like hit me i was like man i am so happy they brought her back so Terminator 2, I I mean Terminator 2, Terminator Dark Fate, I really do recommend it. It has its issues, but even with the issues, the movie still really works, and they set up for what the universe could be, and I'm excited for that. You hear all this buzz. What do you think, Austin, without having seen the movie? What, how do you feel? Man, that's so great to hear, and, and I love the biggest thing that I took away from what you said just now is the fact that Linda Hamilton is really good and adds adds what you want her to add in the movie because... You know, she's been out of it for, for a little bit. Yeah. She, you know, may yeah. may not have been in the biggest things, and she may... I was assuming she wasn't going to be the best actor in here, but all I've heard, oh, no. all I've she heard is, is that she is great, and that's a hard thing to do when you've been out of the, the big blockbuster game and, and all eyes have been on you for so long. I love that, man. This is this is exactly what I wanted to hear from this film. You have the director, you have James Cameron's seal of approval, and the fact that everyone's saying it's the best one since Terminator, Terminator 2, it's like, well, you know, that's the other movies are pretty bad. But that's still good. That's the right direction. Yeah. That's what we want from a movie like this. So everything I'm, I've heard has gotten my excitement level really really just consistently raising yeah. and by the time i see the movie next week i think i'm going to be excited beyond belief man that's, that's so great so. to hear I, that I, you liked it i do want to caution you because i'm i it's it's just i think as a terminator fan because i really I, I love terminator man i saw the movie yeah. as a kid i was fascinated by the whole concept time mm. travel robots yeah. a savior from the future just it's a perfect sci-fi story it and is. the fact that we finally got one that was enjoyable and watchable just has me on this high that yeah. it might sound like I'm overhyping the movie because I want to make it clear it has its flaws. For sure. It has some things in there that are like going to bother you that might make you go, uh, but in the end, you're going to be smiling. And as of Good. right now, the Rotten Tomatoes score is 66%. So okay. I yeah. I mean, that think that's fair enough for a Terminator movie that tells you it's good. But I mean, some people have those issues with it. Yes. So tame your expectations. But I really do think you're going to end up liking it, Austin. That makes me happy, man. It really does. And and to speak on what you said about Terminator, T2 is one of my favorites of all time. In terms of pure sci-fi, I think it is as close to perfect as you can possibly get. So for this to uh, live up to that is going to be tough. But for this to continue the franchise in a nice direction, that's what I want from it. And that's what I hope I get next week. Yeah, and you have to remember, Genesis was at 27%, and Salvation, 33%. Good. So the last so two Terminator great, movies, yeah, there's a big difference in audiences who are, who are giving it. So awesome. th that's all I'm going to say on that. <laughs> Anyways, uh, moving on from there, uh, we got some industry news. Kind of exciting, kind of things that's been going on. Uh, Marvel TV. So we just recently heard uh, the other week that Kevin Feige has been put in charge of all that. You know, he's taking basically everything Marvel-related Kevin Feige is in charge of. Yes. and Excuse me. Uh, it was also said that Jeff Lowe, who was originally in charge of all the TV shows, is responsible for Daredevil, Luke Cage, Punisher. Some yeah. of those really great. Others fell off as they went along. But he is finally exiting Marvel. Mm. And some fans are kind of blaming Kevin Feige for this because, uh, you know, he because of what he recently did. But I 
have to agree with what you said. Go ahead with what you were saying to me earlier, Austin. Yeah, I, I truly believe this has been a long time coming. I believe this was something that was in the works way before Kevin Feige did what he did or took over what he took over. And honestly, I think part of the reason why Kevin Feige is in the position that he's in now is because Marvel knew this was happening. It's not like Jeff Loeb can say, well, I quit and I'm going to quit next week. These giant industry heads, they have to work themselves out. So the fact that we just learned about this is one thing. I think Marvel and Disney, they've known this for quite some time. He's slowly moving out, and, and Kevin Feige now has the opportunity. Um, not it, it didn't happen because of Kevin Feige. I, I'm almost <laughs> yeah. 100. Now, that's not a sure thing. It's not factual, but just seeing and, and yeah. everything that's coming along, it's like it makes sense that he was coming in to be his replacement, but not because they wanted him to replace him. Um, I think Jeff Loeb, is good, or, or yeah, I think he's good for what he did, but Feige has the opportunity to tie this into the bigger world and also to bring back these characters. And this is a rumor going around right yeah, now. I don't, I don't know it. if I believe it, but I would love it more than anything. He could bring back Jessica Jones and Daredevil and, and maybe even a Punisher or whatnot. Oh, yeah. Kevin Feige has the opportunity to do whatever he wants now because he is in charge. So to see Jeff Loeb go out, I'm a bit sad because he brought us some good stuff, but I'm not too concerned. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's sad for for Jeff Loeb. We appreciate what he did. He gave us a, a great show, Daredevil. I mean, I think that was one of the top tier ones there, I but... I think Kevin Feige is just on a different level of understanding what's next for the franchise, next mm -hmm. for uh, the Marvel Universe, and just to have that full creative control where these shows now will actually affect the movies they put out now, you need that creative yes. control. And yeah, the talks, the rumors that Charlie Cox or some of these other characters who had Netflix shows might be somehow rebooted or brought into the MCU Kevin Feige is the one to do that, and he'd yeah. be the one to make it work. So I'm excited for what's to come. Sorry uh, for people who really like the Netflix stuff, but, I mean, I think it's only going to get better from here thanks to Feige. I do too, man. I agree with you. All right. Uh, next thing up here, uh, kind of unknown. So are you familiar with James Wan, Austin? Oh, yes. I love that guy. Would you tell the people some of the movies he's made? Well, most recently, Aquaman, but my favorite film of his is uh, The Conjuring. He is a oh, horror... Before yes. before uh, your A24 horror films, I think James Wan was the name yes. in horror. I, I think he's what he's brought to this industry kind of changed the game. I mean, you look at a movie like The Conjuring, and even all the way back to Saw, these now feel like kind of generic studio films just because of what we've gotten recently, but they are not that. Yeah. They overcome the flaws that these other studio horror films bring at us, like a Slender Man and like these films that just completely fall apart. I think James Wan, what he has done for this industry is huge. He has left his imprint, his mark, and it looks like, and I'll throw this back to you, he is going <laughs> from Aquaman back into the horror world. Oh, yeah. Horror is what I think made him fall in love with movies, with like so a lot of directors. And straight out of film school, he made a little movie, Saw. And yes. I mean, that was basically the Blumhouse model that saw, uh, that Blumhouse <laughs> uses today. Yeah. A low-budget horror movie with great storytelling. You know, well, most of the time, Blumhouse has its few stinkers, but 
either way, he just kept growing and he's got the conjury. He did mm-hmm. Aquaman, which is I can't believe he made that into a billion dollar franchise. Congrats, congrats on him. He did Fast and Furious 7, which yes, that's the one unfortunately with Paul Walker passed away and the struggle and mess he had to put that movie together with mm-hmm. an actor that only did 25% of his shots. Crazy. This man is very gifted. I bring up his resume because he's recently doing a new movie called uh I can't pronounce it Malignant? Malignant, yes. Malignant. Okay. And uh, it's kind of unknown what this horror movie is going to be about. It is set to come out. Uh, you have it here. Let me see. August 14th, 2020. Mm-hmm. Now, I'd like to compare James Wan to Jordan Peele for a second, the director of Get Out and Us. Because once Get Out was made, he turned into a phenomenon from one movie. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of people knew him from his sketches and that he was a funny man. And then he had a secret project in the same way James Wan has is Us. And at that time, we knew nothing about us. We saw posters. We we scrounged for little details about this movie. Yeah. And then when it came out, it was sort of a big event. You know, it made a lot of money. Why do you think we're not feeling that same sort of buzz for a James Wan new horror movie when he has a much more proven record uh, than, let's say, a Jordan Peele, who made one great movie, but one great movie doesn't mean everything else you made. When this man has shown he's made six or seven great movies. I think at this point, it's it. A lot of it has to do with the fact that Get Out was a social phenomenon that really hit certain groups of people hard because it had a message to it. And not that one's horror films don't have deeper themes, um, but they are your more. And I hate to say it like this because The Conjuring is one of my favorite horror movies of all time. They <laughs> they are your more conventional horror films, right? It's yeah. like the haunted house setting. We're dealing with ghosts and demons and spirits. Whereas Get Out was kind of something we've never seen before. And that is how Saw was back in the day. But we've had so many oh, horror yeah. films from one since then. At this point, it's just like, oh, James Wan's doing another horror movie. Makes sense, you know. Jordan <laughs> Peele, both of his films have made you think a bit more, even though I may not like a movie like Us as much as The Conjuring. So it's a very yeah. interesting difference to see what, and this kind of speaks to the horror genre too. You can have so many different kinds of horror movies and different kinds of oh, directors, yeah. but at the end of the day, that's the beauty of horror is horror is not just one particular thing. It's not just a jump scare. You can do a lot of different things. So I'm interesting to see how James Wan takes what he used to do well, but maybe uh, incorporates some of these new horror because with an Ari Aster with a Jordan Peele a lot of new techniques so we'll see what James Wan does with this movie I'm interested to see what he what he pulls off oh yeah so so do I I completely agree with you from what I hear I believe it's a creature feature some sort of monster like movie Uh, but nothing has been confirmed that's just I remember reading that I couldn't find the article again but Again, I think when maybe when more details come along, you'll see the hype train. I just hope that it hits box office numbers of, of what the man deserves. Because origi- essentially, this is an original idea yes. uh, from what I understand. It's brand new. It's not based off a comic book. It's not based off an old story or a book. It comes straight out of his mind or whoever wrote it. And mm. it's new. And usually, you know, people always clamor. Where's Hollywood and their original ideas? Yeah. Here's one coming up. You either support it. Or you prove to Hollywood that you just want remakes and sequels. You know, that's, yes. that's, that's the thing right there. So super excited. And um, I just hope he gets that attention he deserves. Now, uh, next topic here we have, Austin, uh, the Joker. Uh, so we've been talking about this movie nonstop. But, I mean, it is kind of a phenomenon. I really, really like it. It is seeming to be 
the number one rated R movie in box office terms. What does that tell you for the comic book genre and the future of rated R comic book movies? I can't believe it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I am shocked with how well this movie is doing. Not from a quality standpoint, because I was very excited for it. I, it ended up like blowing me away in terms of where my excitement level was and what it actually ended up doing. But to surpass a movie like Deadpool, a, a game-changing phenomenon, which it was, but I think Joker is even more of a game-changing phenomenon because this, oh, yeah. this is a dark film with dark material and, and a very dark and deep performance. A very artistic, Oscar-like movie that is going to become the number one R-rated movie of all time worldwide. So yeah. that's huge, man. What it tells me, we're getting a sequel. We're getting something oh. <laughs> with, with Joaquin something. Phoenix in this universe. We have to because to, for Warner Brothers to look at this and shake their heads and say, no, we don't need him anymore, you're dumb. If you're doing that, Warner Brothers, you're dumb. Say bye-bye to Jared Leto because he's not coming back now. I mean, this is it, man. This movie is setting the standard for this kind of film. And they are going to throw, they are going to back up a dump truck of money at at Joaquin Phoenix's house. (laughs) And they're just going to unload it for like a solid 20 minutes. And then they're going to go get more. And they're going to do the same thing until he says yes uh, to returning. So I have a great feeling you're going to see this guy again in this role. Yeah, in uh, I'll counter, and I I just don't believe they they are gonna come back to this world. But you, you, but uh, you're right that that they're not gonna go looking at this unnoticed. And I think the takeaway they're gonna get from here is if we can't get Joaquin Phoenix and Todd Phillips to come back with another great story, yeah, then the rest of our DC universe is just can be rated R. I yeah. have trouble believing that Batman or a Superman would be rated R, but. They're lesser-known characters they're trying to build up, like their Birds of Prey, their Suicide Squad, and who knows what else they have planned, possibly Lobo movies, stuff like that. That could be rated R, and it's proven that it'll work in this demo. Now, there's a lot of things. I mean, just because it was rated R doesn't mean that's why people want to see it. I think they want to see it because it felt real. It felt grounded. It was a very iconic, popular character. Uh, this is great news for the genre because I love me uh, comic book movies doing all these sorts of different things like being rated R. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal news, man. And and I don't know, you know, Joaquin is a, he's a one movie kind of guy, and he's always been that way. And I it's hard to see him coming back. But after these a couple of comments here and there, it's like I love playing this character. I'd love to come back at this character. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And to, to see the only thing I need now is I need Todd Phillips because Todd Phillips is the one that's still stubborn. But all of these thoughts from Todd Phillips saying I would not come back was before it broke every record. So at this point, Warner Brothers is one hundred percent wanting them to come back. It all comes yeah, down to yeah. if they can if, get it yeah. together, you know. And if uh, if Joaquin's up for maybe making more appearances in other movies. And I, I know that Matt Reeves has had his films planned I out. Know. And this this is one of those things that got thrown on him at the last second. But it is being thrown on him. I guarantee Warner Brothers has had this discussion. I guarantee yeah. it. So. But that's, that's the problem DC gets into, though. They're, they're reactionary. They go, yeah, Matt Reeves, they love Joaquin. Throw him in there. Yes. He doesn't fit into what I'm planning. He's a different kind of... No, you make him fit. And then that's when things can get... They get jumbled, so yeah, we'll we'll have to see on that and wait. But uh, uh, along with that, real quick, we'll squeeze this in. Yeah, because in the last five years we've had multiple interpretations of the Joker. 
That to me screams Matt Reeves' Batman trilogy will not have Joker at all. Ooh. Do you agree with that? Or do you think... Because I think, one, it's like it's, it's Joker overload at this point. That's three different Jokers in a five-year time span that has to compete with Leto and Joaquin. Yeah. It has to differentiate himself. And that also the audience might get confused because they've seen so many uh, Jokers. I don't mind a trilogy where they focus on characters like a Two-Face, a Penguin, a Riddler, some lesser known, not lesser known, but yeah. not as highly regarded Batman characters. What do you think about that? I agree with you on Joker Overload, but I don't agree with you on they're not going to do it. I, I think there's okay. no way they don't put Joker in there at this point, yeah, especially after his individual weird. movie made $700 million. It's like, that's just another <laughs> yeah. $100 million for the Batman movie. You know, Now, it may not yeah. be until a third film. We may get two movies prior to that, but I do think we're going to see Joker. Whether it's this Joker or not, man, it is going to be a tough follow-up, and we've had this discussion many a times. Whoever follows this up, if Joaquin does not come back, uh, good luck, pal. You're going to need yeah, it. Yeah, good luck. Good luck. <laughs> uh, moving on now to our famous segment, Trailer Trash. That is where we take the latest trailers that came out in the most recent week and discuss whether they're trash or treasure. Because as you know, one man's trash. There's another man's treasure, Austin. So uh, one here that pretty obvious where we're going with, Bloodshot. <laughs> <laughs> the Vin Diesel comic book adaptation. Uh, I'm not familiar with the comic book or the graphic novel. Uh, I am familiar with Vin Diesel. Uh, I got to be honest, though. This trailer just looks very generic. Mm -hmm. It outlines the entire movie, even sort of gives away the twist that you probably could have seen coming if you watched the movie yeah. within the first like 20 minutes. The only saving grace to me about this will be is if the action is entertaining and inventive. Because I'll admit, some of those shots of like his face being blown away and the nanobite and all that stuff, like that, that could be fun to watch. But I don't see myself jumping on board for Vin Diesel's bloodshot. So I'm going to go trash, unfortunately. Austin? Do you remember what the release date for this film is? Uh, let me see here, Austin. I'll go ahead and look it up while you say your thoughts. Because I, I think that's a, a a little bit of a de determining factor of where this movie is going to go. Seeing February. the trailer. Okay, I was going to say, seeing the trailer, <laughs> I would assume before April. As in, oh, yeah. probably even before March. February makes sense. This trailer's not good. This trailer <laughs> is uh, yeah. very stylistic, and I like that, but what you said, it, it outlines the entire movie. Why would you do that? Why would you spoil something? And maybe the movie's going to be predictable regardless, so they're like, oh, we can tell them that because they'll all guess it. But that's not something you put in the trailer. I know yeah. they need to sell this, and I understand why they did what they did, but to do that with the trailer, and then just the fact that... Uh, uh, I mean, it, it's cool looking. Yeah. I think it's very it stylistic, and I like the, yeah. the reds at the beginning of the trailer. But other than that, it's just like I've seen this before. Maybe it comes out and blows me away. But if we're going, uh, if we're going treasure or trash, I have to say trash. Yeah, I, I, I don't blame you at all for that, Austin, because I don't know, man. It, it screams vibes of Triple X, that Vin yeah. uh, Diesel, and that stuff like that. And I believe that I, came I out mean, in February as well. Yeah, and so some yeah. people find enjoyment out of those. That's great, but I, I feel like this is just going to be another stinker or like his Reddick series. There, there's fans of that as well. So yeah. who, who who knows what it can happen, but I, I'm not going to rush out to see it. I, you? I, 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 I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I want yeah. this to be good because it's a graphic novel comic book property, and Same. I like Vin Diesel as a and, human being, but... And that's another... Th 
takeaway to learn here just like hellboy that came out this year just because it's oh, a comic gosh. book property Blah. and comic books are kind of the rage right now does not mean the audience will go out and automatically love it you know what i mean just you got to pick and choose and if you do pick a comic book to adapt you got to make it interesting inventive tell a story that hasn't been sort of rehashed of yeah. a corporate overload overtaking your life something like that but anyways moving on oh. to a better trailer uh <laughs> the star wars trailer that released now, I might sound a little negative with it, but I want to make it very clear. I think this trailer is treasure because the yes. music attached to this and the slow pace of it and the buildup, it gave yeah. me chills watching this thing. I have a trailer reaction on my channel. I believe you do as well. Yes. So you can get our first glances of it. I think they did a beauty with this trailer. They did. My only drawback is that, yeah, we just don't get, like, what the main story is or that big jaw-dropping Dark Ray moment like we did in the last trailer that I think really would have pumped some more people to go see it. Other than that, though, really great trailer. And in the end, I'm going to be happy because they're saving so much for the actual movie. Uh, I'm just worried for, like, a Blade Runner effect. But then again, Star mm. Wars is in Blade Runner when it comes to name brand properties. <laughs> people are going to see it either way. Yes. Uh, what do you think, Austin? It's crazy because, you know, you see the Dark Ray thing in the last trailer, and that was the, the topic of conversation. Everyone's talking oh, yeah. about it. And they didn't really give us anything in this trailer. You know, you get the Emperor talking, which is nice. You don't see the Emperor. You don't see a Dark Ray. I feel like the last trailer should have been this trailer, and this trailer yeah, should have been the last same. trailer. That, that's kind of my thoughts, because this is the trailer of hope. This is the... That we're coming to the end of the saga, and this is kind of wrapping up. And from what we've heard, they're they're going to hit on the prequels, they're going to hit on the original trilogy, they're going to hit on the previous two movies. And and I like that, I really do. Yes. Um, but we don't get a major uh, Chewie War Home kind of moment that <laughs> where fans yeah. freak out, lose their minds. But it's Star Wars. I mean, we don't necessarily need that, so I'm with you. I'm conflicted. I wanted a moment, but we didn't get it. We don't know what the story is, but maybe that's a good thing. A lot of different things to yeah. think about, but that's I'm with you. I think it is treasure. Yeah, I, I agree with you. There are small details to pick out that seem interesting. Like, mm -hmm. uh, I think it's kind of cool. Like, there's a shot there of uh, Kylo and Rey. They look like they're destroying something. Some people point out yes. that that's Darth Vader helmet. Darth Vader, yes. I'm like, what could that mean? Because it seemed like Kylo was always on favoring his uh, grandfather's side. You know, I'll finish what you started, all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And then uh, I did point out, I, th I thought about this, because the cloak uh, that Rey is staring at, that we all assume is Palpatine, Yes. I said that cloak looks very similar to Dark Ray's cloak in the in the past trailer. So Ooh. I was like, Ooh, what if it was like a clone Ray and that's Palpatine in that body? I don't know. That Just little theories like that that get me excited. Yeah. Maybe it was on purpose, not showing a lot to get us fans speculating and wondering what could be going down. But I'm very happy with this. I am. Uh, I'm at this point. I just want to see the movie. I, I want to see because there's so much uh, backlash and 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 the tragic nature of people's thoughts of The Last Jedi. My God, it was the worst movie ever made. I just want to see the movie. I, I want it. I want to see how it pays yes. off on the people who love The Last Jedi, on the people who hated The Last Jedi. I have faith in J.J. I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. Um, but <laughs> all of this chaos going in, I just want to be done with it, Chris, because my comment section was, it was interesting. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I Toxic fandom is going to be there, but ticket numbers don't lie. Yeah. people's anticipation don't lie it's just a matter of the people who are upset are louder than the people who are excited that's, for that's sure. just 
what it is but uh that's all the trailers we had for now moving on to the next segment we have one or two here uh where we ask you guys to submit us questions you can leave them in the comment section down below also if you're still watching leave a like let us know you're here uh one that came in from a channel called so random uh they ask what are your guys's most anticipated movie for 2020 Oh. What are you most anticipated for next year, Austin? Well, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna be the cliche guy and say I cannot decide between Tenet and and Dune. These two oh. movies from my two favorite filmmakers working right now. I don't know yeah. which one because I have to make a list. I have to make a most anticipated list, and I have swapped them oh, yeah. thousands of times over the last <laughs> couple of months. And I don't know which one's my number one. Man, both of these movies look spectacular. The casts are incredible, and like I said, Denis Villeneuve, Christopher Nolan. I think they're the two best in the business right now, and I yeah. I think they're both going to blow us away in terms of quality. Yeah. So those are definitely my two. Yeah, if I, man, it's going to be a tough one. If I had a pick, I think I'm going to go with Bad Boys for Life. I just, I, <laughs> no, I was not, no, man, no, not even close. I think for me, uh, Ghostbusters 2020, uh, yeah, just because yeah. overall very curious about it. You know, I really trust the director and the writer, Jason Reitman, but some of the story details have got me like, oh, I wonder how that's going to go. Yes. But I'm excited for that. Agree with you, Tenet, because the Christopher Nolan movie has not let me down as of yet. Man, um, yeah. That seems to be like the only exciting things. You have movies like Black Widow. You have a new SpongeBob movie. Conjuring Wonder Woman. 3, yeah. Uh, Wonder. Oh, there we go. Wonder Woman, which we were supposed to get this year, but they pushed it. So yes. that'll be interesting. And uh, I think New Mutants, if we finally get that, just to see <laughs> what that yeah. turned out to. But yeah, that was some things. Did you have any questions on your end, Austin, or you think or... No, no, nothing for me. I did no, want to throw okay. in e Eternals as well. That's probably going to be oh, in my yes. top five most anticipated. That it's not a marquee year in terms of Star Wars finale, Avengers Endgame, but I do think we're going to get some nice little blockbusters in there. Twenty twenty is going to be a good year, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Agree. Well, that just seems to be the episode for today, guys. Kind of short one real quick. Like I said, we're trying to be more consistent, and we really thank for all of you watching. Be sure you guys are also commenting down below, leaving us questions. And uh, if you would like to see anything else on this show, you can find me at youtube.com slash 3cfilms. Thank you to my buddy Austin for joining me here. Austin, where can the people find you? You guys can find me on YouTube, Austin Burke, on Twitter and Instagram at the Birkinator, and uh, just keep coming back, supporting this show. We want to build it up. We want to put this thing on iTunes, which we're doing shortly. Uh, yeah, hopefully, we're going to be everywhere for you guys. So I, I'm excited, man. This is this is going really well so far. Yeah. So thank you guys for watching, and we will catch you on the next one.